Welcome to Game Static episode. Wait, it didn't go to the right scene. I got this. Now we're on the right scene. Welcome to Game Static episode 114. I'm Alex Light with Sparky3. Hope you're having a phenomenal day today, whether you're watching live alongside of us or we'll watch this after the fact, listen to after the fact. No matter what, we appreciate you. I uh, got all the boys here together. Uh, John missed the Game Awards because he was sick. We're doing Discord because I believe I'm getting sick now. So I didn't want to get them sick. Didn't want to get John re-sick. Boys, how we doing? How we, how we feeling? Especially you, John. Didn't get to chat with you last week. Didn't get to hear your thoughts on everything. Uh, so how's everything going? How we feeling, boys? Uh, feel, feeling mostly better this week. Uh, still not still not back to 100%, but we roll with it. We do have Steve here in chat. He's actually asking how you're feeling, John. So there you go. Looking out for you. Yeah. Uh, so, John, are you are you positive that you got that it was COVID? Is that what you're feeling? Because you texted me that, I'm, that you were pretty sure I'm, it was COVID. I did. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like take the, the test or anything, but a buddy of mine got COVID like a week before me and me and him mirrored the same symptoms, like not even like day by day, but like hour by hour. Right. Uh, pretty sure that's what it was yeah and like i said we're doing discord today just uh in case i am I, I, i'm feeling a little under the weather right now uh, i believe i'm about i'm about to get hit with a freight train i didn't want i didn't want to get the boys sick uh zach how are you doing man how are you feeling i just realized i haven't launched steam in like two weeks and i missed a shit show of just random ass games more hentai games actually no not all hentai games oh, okay okay but steam definitely likes to push them uh, that's that's true we already we already dove into that rabbit hole a while ago about how they like to push them but uh how are you doing today how's your day going i'm doing good ready to jump into some Not stuff yeah yeah apparently steve's got a bone to pick with me go ahead and pick that bone sir i'm ready for it any day of the week my friend just pick him right in the stomach with the turnip there you go Twist. exactly uh, you apparently ignored my wife at work when she said hi. That is false. Uh, that is false. I did say hi. No, whenever she, whenever she walked out, I quickly glanced. My brain didn't process it was her. She said hi, and then I started. I turned, and then I said, "Oh, hey!" And I kept going about my business. My brain was on a different location at the time, so. Uh, but no, for today's episode, we are going to chat about Game Awards again, because I am curious to hear John's thoughts since he wasn't able to be here for the live show. Uh, so curious on his thoughts. And plus, just after, you know, a week of setting on it, just kind of go over some stuff. Plus, some more details have come out about a couple of the games, like Armored Core. That's one that's going to be pretty interesting to look at. Crime Boss. And we got to, you know, just kind of go over general things here. Uh, so both these guys uh, tried High on Life. They didn't get very far, but they did try it. So we're going to quickly, you know, kind of talk about that. Uh, as well as I tried the Forspoken demo, uh, so I'll chat about that a little bit. Then we have we have a lot of stuff on the weekly wrap up. Honestly, a lot of cool information in the weekly wrap up. Spider Man Two, new Starfield details, Fire Emblem Engage stuff, new Horizon stuff. Got the roadmap coming up for Marvel Snap going in, in 2023. We got a lot in the weekly wrap up this week to wrap things up beautifully because we will be on a break next week for Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas to everyone. Hopefully you have a wonderful holiday with friends, family, or whatever you're doing. Uh, and then we'll be back the week after. I think it's the 29th. I don't remember the date. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back um, the last Saturday of the month uh, to for 115 final episode of the year, which we, we will for sure. I'm, I'm based on you know some kind of conversations that we were having. Uh, we're going to for sure do the GameStatic Top 10 Games of the Year. It's going to be a new annual event that we're going to do. Uh, I don't think we're going to do like a big show. I pitched to the boys. I don't think we're going to do that this year. That's something we're definitely going to look at doing in the future. Uh, oh, I did see that text about 15 minutes ago. Yeah, you never you never responded. I pointed that out to Zach the other day. 
Uh, Zach, Zach's preference was just doing the top ten. I don't care. Yeah. We can do either one. Uh, yeah, when you when you text me about doing Discord, I saw the message above and I went, oh, he's probably wondering about that. Yeah. No, I just mean, little. look, like the full, sh the full, like we want to do our own version of a game awards show. And I tell you right now, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. It just may not be this year. At the very least, we're going to do the top 10 game of the year, the game static top 10. It's going to be legit. Boys, we got to get together sometime this week and actually make that list. <laughs> uh, we have no Animan Plus this week, of course. And so maybe Thursday we could get in a call, work out that list, or even just next Friday, which is Christmas Eve. I don't have plans. If you guys don't, we can hop in a call. If you guys got plans, no big deal. We'll figure out a date. We'll figure out a date, hop in a call, and work out that list. I would just kind of work on your own top 10 before then. And then obviously after that, for like 116, uh, we're gonna be doing what we did last year, looking ahead for everything coming out in 2023, which is a stacked year. But then again, 2022 was supposed to be a stacked year. Uh, but I do think 2023, I think ever we're gonna start really seeing stuff obviously come out. Uh, we're gonna look at everything there, kind of give our most anticipated games of the year because I feel like all three of us have like a list of anticipated games that are all vastly different from each other. So that's kind of that's kind of cool. Uh, and then after that, like I was talking to Zach about this, like going into January, like we have like back to back to back weeks of like new games coming out, like lots of good stuff coming out because we have like One Piece Odyssey, Fire Emblem Engage, Forspoken, a couple weeks after that Hogwarts Legacy, a couple weeks after that Like a Dragon Ishin, uh, and then a few more weeks after that Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Resident Evil 4. I mean, it's going to start rolling. It's going to start rolling quick. Uh, so looking forward to a lot of these games. Uh, Dead Space, if anyone's picking that one up. I don't know if I will. We'll see. Uh, you know, with it being a remake, could be a good time to finally jump into some Dead Space for the first time ever, really, for me. Uh, so, may look at that. We'll see. It, it comes out the same week as Forspoken, so it depends on how much Forspoken pulls me in. I don't know. Uh, but, of course, uh, if you could, go ch check out our Agent Inc. jersey. Pick up jersey. We'd appreciate that support as well as some Rogue Energy. Use the referral link down below and pick up some Rogue, including the new Moon Dust hydration flavor they're launching. Grab some of that. You don't even have to use our promo code. Just use our referral link. We would really appreciate that. Referral link helps us out tremendously. Uh, and also, make sure to keep an eye out for our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Sparky3. We will be having our year-end video coming out here very soon. It's going to detail a lot of sweet information that's coming in 2023. So uh, get, get excited for that because it's also a good time to reflect. You know, end of the year is a good time to reflect. And, you know, when I was kind of starting to work on, like, the general flow of that video, I, I, I was mentioning this to Zach. It's just like, dude sitting back and looking at everything we did this year it's honestly mind-blowing <laughs> like it really I like, is i don't think john was officially part of the show at the beginning of the year no. Yeah, you, no you weren't i thought you were no, oh, no i didn't yeah. think it was <laughs> damn okay man it, it's been a year dude it has been legit a year uh and i'm looking and we're gonna i'm gonna take a chance to kind of look back on it in detail everything that we've been maybe. over I feel like I feel like maybe I feel like maybe I don't know. Well, no, know no, no. Wait, hold on. He would have had to be because remember, yeah, you know, we, me, and him were the ones that the game awards didn't happen for last year. Oh yeah. Yeah. So John John's been in the show for over a year. Yeah. I guess. I yeah. But shout out to the game awards. I, we actually did I, it. I <laughs> well, I don't know if John was. I, I was thinking John was just invited on last year's. So I don't. I don't know, man. We're gonna have to go. But we'll have to go back and look it up. But. but. Okay. Hey, shout out to the fact that we actually made it through a Game Awards for once. Well, there's one way to find out, so. Yeah. I, I wasn't with you boys for the Game Awards, but I had it. I was watching. Thank well, you. I had it. I had the Game Awards pulled up. Thank you. Thank you. Lying the entire time. Yeah. I, it's like I was, I texted Zach that day. So, you know, uh, I actually called him originally, uh, where it's just like, you know, you want to know a funny meme. The fact that, like, 
John got sick and was going to miss it. I was feeling under the weather and potentially going to miss it. And just that's what happened last year. I was sick. John was sick last year that made us miss the whole game awards and just man, what a meme. We don't we don't have a good track record with the game awards. And that was a very that was a nope. that was a long show. Me and Zach, we were struggling there at the end. Let me tell you, our our care went down the drain very quick. Very draining as shit. Yeah, it was. It was. Steve saying he's going to finally hook up his PC tonight. Yeah, boys. Uh, Steve bought a house recently. Congratulations, Steve. Uh, and he told me just the other day that like in all the time he's lived there, he has yet to hook up his PC, and that's just mind blowing to me because that's the first thing I do when I go get into a new new place. Computer's the first thing I hook up. Yeah, it was the that was the first room that I actually set up when I when I moved into my place. Yeah. So it's just when he told me that, cause I think he's been in this new house for like two months and he has not hooked up his PC until now. And it's just like, wow, really? Like that's just baffling to me, man. Like I'm telling you, that's the first thing that I do. Even if it's gotta be a makeshift setup, I don't care. That is quite literally the first thing that I do. Okay, John, after investigating, you were in fact doing shows with us a year ago. Cause as our Video of a year ago was the episode where it was just you and me. I don't remember if Alex oh. was sick or he just left it up to us, but yeah. No, that was uh, that, one where I was sick. I was trying to save my voice because my voice went out. I was trying to save it for the game awards because, like that 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 Tuesday for ATFS, it was me and Shane, and Shane read, uh, ran the whole show uh, because again, I was trying to save my voice to try to do the game awards because I had a squeaker voice. Didn't happen. Yeah, it didn't happen. My voice was gone, man. I had a squeaky voice. I couldn't do it. It wasn't going to happen. I couldn't talk. I just had like a fake oh. egg of helium next to you, and that would explain yeah. it. Yeah, I'll just do the, where's the pitch? Up. I'll just do I'll just do the pitch up, you know, next time, and we'll just do it that way. No big deal. I mean, yeah, that works. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, See, so all I remember of when we and you did that uh, episode just being you, Zach, was you showing up and then walking in the room where Alex was like laid back and him just looking <laughs> up confused like yeah when did y'all get here yeah yeah that's true that's true for you. shout out to that shout out to the boys for holding it down uh we do have Becca in chat Becca how are you uh I I get it life takes priority I'm just saying man the computer's first thing that I always do but uh now I need some dragon flight that's right it's time to hop in so your guild mates can here stop is uh, life Steve I don't know what you're on about man yeah that is that is very true. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and jump into some stuff. Um, so Game Awards, we're about a week out and stuff. So the first thing that I do want to throw out there, because it has been a saga, is I do want to throw out there, because like when it happened, Zach and I were very confused, and it's just all evolved from there. That kid that interrupted the Game Awards, dude, what a moment. What a moment. Um, but yeah, the kid got arrested immediately afterwards, but he, he's apparently 15 years old, so they like basically just uh, completely you know, released him you know, pretty much immediately. But then, like, everyone's sitting there, like, he's getting multiple interviews. He got interviewed by Jason Schreier and stuff. Um, and uh, everyone was, like, basically wondering, is this a giant troll? It was not. Like, and I, I told Zach, I found the kid's Twitter because uh, someone, like, retweeted or something. And if you go back and look at this kid's Twitter, like, you know, for, like, a year or whatever, he puts up videos nonstop bringing attention to important topics in the world. Shout out to him for that, 100%. Um, you know, especially at his age, he's, you know, he's very clearly, like, you know, you know, trying to do good in the world. But it's just, like, damn, that, that was, like, just the Game Awards, you know what I mean, of all plays. I just thought it was it's just a he funny thing. some sort of message. He just chose a, 
that platform to yes. address it. Yeah, which okay. exactly. So I mean, hey, shout out to the kid because they're like there was the interview that uh with uh the guy, you know, Games Cage, you listened to that one with me when I was playing it, where the guy was just like, Have you even played Elden Ring? He's like, Yeah, I played it for like five minutes and I hated it. He's like, I don't play games, I'm not a gamer. It's just like then why why the game awards? And he just kept saying, I had a message, I wanted to send it. I'm like, okay, why the game award? And I still I like watching back on all the videos of when he's going up to stage because it's like you know, you can see the moment he comes out of the crowd clapping with him, like, yeah, yeah, man. And it's like the far off shot of when they're all going up the steps. He even pats one of the guys in the back, they fist bump. And it's just like, how did none of the Elden Ring team even think, who is this kid? What the fuck is he doing up here? But that was that was a legendary moment. Uh, it, you can also capture the exact moment when Jeff Keighley came out on stage and he is furious. <laughs> you can get that exact frame of where you see his face of just pure anger of what just happened. So that was that was hysterical. But overall, we've had some time to sit on the game awards. John, you were obviously weren't here with us. What what was your overall thoughts of the game awards? You know, what was your big takeaways from it? Uh, I honestly, I I was coming in and out of it uh, yeah, while yeah. watching it. Yep. So, uh, I it's like I I kept falling asleep and waking up and being like at this and just looking at it going, this isn't over yet. Uh but I mean, overall, from what I saw of it, I mean, it, it seemed like a decent show. Granted, I didn't have to sit through the entire thing in one sitting like you guys did. <laughs> uh, but it's like there were moments that kind of felt like they went on a little too long. And then as as the show went on, it very much seemed like Jeff was kind of in that mode of where he's like, OK, let's uh, let's kind of sp let's try to speed this along a little bit, guys. Christopher Judge set the pace. Yeah, yeah. I watched, I, I watched that. I was like laid back watching it, and then it, it just kept going on. I was like, man, if this is the pace of the whole show, you guys are in for a long one. Yeah, literally Chris, like Christopher Judge, man, he set that pace. You could Which tell right after that uh, Jeff Keighley was rolling. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, overall, it was pretty, like, no category really surprised me like especially the later in the show it went like some of the awards i started seeing elden ring take i just i had that moment where i went man if elden ring's winning these categories they absolutely crush game of the year yeah how'd you feel about the game of the year i mean obviously i, I wouldn't say you would I mean, be like, surprised like but... i like i said going into it it's like i wanted god of war to win but i was I, there was no surprise or i was never going to be surprised if elden ring took it <clears throat> right because as as good as Ragnarok was uh I mean there's no denying the quality that they put out with Elden Ring and you got to remember that game took over like took over everything YouTube Twitch everything for weeks yeah with uh with people playing through it and that that's why I thought Elden Ring was going to win going into it it's just because of how much it just took over the gaming space it's very rare to see a game take over to that extent. Like, I mean, it really is. Like, the last time I can remember a game that completely sweeped the gaming landscape like it did, it, it, for me personally, it's Animal Crossing New Horizons. And that was obviously situational, you know what I mean, of why it just completely yeah. took over the landscape. But Elden Ring took over the landscape. But, like, you know, I, I was talking to a couple friends about the game of, game of the Year thing, and the one thing that I thought was interesting about it is, like, bro, it baffles me how much this year mimics 
2018. It really, it, it really did baffle me because it's like you know 2018 Red Dead winning all these awards. God of War wins a couple, you know, a couple big ones, yes, and then God of War wins Game of the Year this year. God of War award, 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 award. Elden Ring gets a couple really good ones, whatever. And then Elden Ring Game of the Year. It, it baffled me how much the two mirrored each other. I thought it was crazy, honestly and truthfully. But like, what, out of some of the game announcements, what was one that got you excited? Because me and Zach, we did some very brief thoughts at the, after the show <laughs> uh, because we were very tired and wanted to get off. Uh, but we didn't dive into it too much. But I mean, what was some of the what was some uh, announcements that you kind of took away for? I'm like, I'm personally pumped for the Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores DLC. That was pretty sick. Uh, the Fire Emblem thing with the announcement of the three houses characters being a ring on, at, at launch day that was cool. But what about you? Uh, I was mostly like not even like new game announcements necessarily. I was I was excited for games that we knew about and actually seeing some stuff on them. Like I was I was super excited to see the Tekken Eight stuff because yep. I've been it's like since I had announced that it was gonna be there. That's one of the the top things I was looking forward to. Uh, and then the Baldur's Gate information. I mean, I I was waiting on that the whole show. Oh yeah. <laughs> But uh, overall, overall, I didn't see a ton of the announcements when they came out. But I also, I wasn't necessarily like super excited about about <clears throat> new things that were being announced. Like I said, I was I was more excited about seeing seeing more information on the games that we knew about and that we were expecting to be there. So like release dates and more more gameplay stuff was was really what I was excited to see yeah and, and and speaking of some of the release dates i've got some here listed like we got the jedi survivor coming out in march 17th which that one was leaked already suicide squad for may 26th uh street fighter with june 2nd diablo 4 with june 6th and then final fantasy 16 june 22nd day before my birthday so shout out to that i guess uh, so yeah, a decent amount of release dates there. John, what did you what did you think about the about that that Crime Boss game? That was one that caught mine and Zach's eye. Was Crime Boss? I I didn't really form a strong opinion of it. I kind of when the guy came out and was talking about it, I it was interesting at first, but he kept going, and I I I kind of lost interest the more he kept talking. Mm. But so, it's it's one of those where. It it was interesting, but I don't know. Some sometimes they need to less is more when they start talking about it. Sometimes, it's like yeah, you, that's give, true. You give your <laughs> give your initial pitch and then throw us into into something. We don't need to sit there for while you keep saying the same thing in a, in ten different ways. Right. Like the Bandicoot showing up. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah, Crash Bandicoot showing up in the middle of the show with that that uh, that outfit. God knows where they pulled that thing from. <laughs> For that four v four game that probably won't last very long because I doubt many people are going to be playing it since it's online multiplayer focused. <laughs> you never know; it might catch on. No, that Crime Boss game. The only thing that's kind of come out after the game awards, like rumored details, is apparently the gameplay feels very lackluster. Like the way it's described, as if getting the cast was the top priority and gameplay was an afterthought is the way people That's have described it. It is, because, like, you know, the cast is one of the, obviously, that is the draw to it. Like, you see that fucking wacky-ass cast, and you're just like, okay, this seems kind of interesting. But then hearing, like, the after th- afterthought details of when it's just like, eh, 
you know, it feels like the gameplay was just like, hey, let's get all the people on board first, and then then you kind of actually formulate a game plan. So I, I don't know. We'll we'll see we'll see more on that, I guess, as it continue as you know more information kind of comes out. But speaking of more information come out, is anyone here interested in Armor Core? Like or because uh, like I'm interested in in where this is going to potentially go. But is, is anyone else interested? Because like Zach, are are do you, are you have interest in Armor Core Six? Do you any interest in this at all, John? I mean, I might dabble into it because I have played some of the other Armor Cores before. I am confused. I didn't realize in our notes things you just mentioned about not a Soulsborne game, and all I can think of. But Armor Core has never been a Soul type game. Why would it be now? Just because it's FromSoft, they wanted that specified. Oh, was people assuming that it was going to be a Souls type game just because it's from yeah. yep. FromSoft? Yep. Wow, people, go look up Armor Core. <laughs> yeah, just because FromSoft has got got this one, they they wanted to make sure to specify it is not a Soulsborne game. Um, but yeah, new story not connected to previous games. Heavy focus on mecha customization, single player emphasis, but does have multiplayer. Mission based, not open world. Boss fights are a huge highlight. And I want to say out of everything here. The new story not connected to the previous games, I feel like is one of the biggest wins here because it's like, yes. fr- I mean, Armored Core, like while it's a, you know, a franchise that's that's lived a, quite some time and it's had its following, it's not a mega franchise. There's a lot of people that will play Armored Core 6 and have never played another Armored Core game. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of people that's going to do that because the type, you know, the, the publisher, you know, the developer of FromSoft, you know, they're going to see yeah. that because they're, they're pulling in a whole new audience with Elden Ring. Because Elden Ring is a lot of people's first experience with FromSoft as well. You know, they didn't play the other Dark Souls games or Sekiro or whatever. So they're pulling in a pretty big audience for Armored Core 6 here. So a brand new story completely, you know, disconnected from the other games, I think is the right move. And honestly, in my opinion, I think this is like the best chance Armored Core has to like really kind of get into the mainstream. Do you guys kind of agree to that? Uh, I mean, so the big, as you said, the big draw is is definitely the FromSoft and just yeah. having all the backing of all their other games and whatnot. The thing with Armor Core, though, is it is still sort of niche and it's also mecha. And I mean, yes, people are going to come to it because it's FromSoft, but I think the mecha thing and the mechanics itself may lean people away just because that type of game is not for everyone. Like, I know some of the... One of the Armor Core games, if I remember correctly, has like an awful escort mission, which is absolutely horrendous, which killed a lot of people in the series. I think it was like an Armor Core 4 or some crap like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I don't know. I just, I don't see a mecha game coming to the forefront, even if it is FromSoft. If it does, great for the mecha franchise. But uh, I feel like it's going to just be more for the current fan base and maybe some new ones that jump on. Yeah, I could see a decent amount of people giving it a shot, like you said, just because it's FromSoft. <clears throat> but like Zach said, Mecha's not for everyone. It's right. like a lot of people. A lot of people see Mecha and they're just like, I I don't really have any interest in that. But it it could be interesting. The it's like especially with it being like Armorcore Six, and not people as as long as people understand the fact that they don't need to have played anything before it. I mean that it's like that might help the case a little bit, but I, I'm I tend to agree with Zach in the fact that the just the the style of the game itself, people will look at and and probably be like, probably not my cup of tea. Right, and you know that, that that's totally true. I, I agree to that just because Mecca is its own niche thing. You know what I mean? 
Um, but, you know, kind of also like what Zach said about, like, that would be great. I mean, this is the best chance it's got to be more relevant. You know what I mean? Like, this is it. You know, this, this is its moment, you know, to potentially get more into the forefront of people's minds. And like I said, it's all thanks to really that FromSoft. Because, like, FromSoft's at an all, all-time high thanks to Elden Ring. Um, so many new players introduced to FromSoft because of that game alone. So it's going to be interesting to see if Armor Core is going to be able to make it into, you know, the forefront of people's minds. It, it is still niche, uh, so that's where it could fall short. But it's definitely going to be a lot more talked about than it ever has before, at least in my opinion. A um, couple things to follow up on here in chat. Um, going back to like, you know, less is more thing that we were talking about. Steve did throw out there. Sometimes they need to shut the fuck up and let the trailer speak for itself. Very true. <laughs> let the trailer speak for it. Uh, he also threw out there that he's super pumped about Diablo 4, which I know he was chatting about on the Game Awards night. He's a big Diablo fan. And uh, also just in that realm of conversation there of, uh, you know, Diablo and Blizzard. Um, you know, that, uh, you know, Chris Metzen coming back to, to WoW as an advisor. Uh, which that, that when I saw that news, I thought that was pretty interesting personally. And to me, that kind of uh, further put it in a in a perspective of you know things you know are in the process of trying to change. You know, because he obviously left Blizzard for the reasons you know that he did, and as well as a lot of people we've seen leave Blizzard. Uh, but yeah, Chris Metzen getting back involved um, with WoW as an advisor. That's 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 pretty interesting. I bet the community is pretty pumped up about that. Um, so, you know, we'll see how that kind of goes. Cause I mean, it, it's going to be a long road of, uh, redemption for Blizzard and Activision just in general to kind of where they're going to be able to go. And, and this purchase is really, uh, going to help lead it the way God knows when the purchase is going to be done though. <laughs> God never knows at this point. Yeah. Never at this dude. I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you, like God knows when this thing goes through Microsoft done. can buy them again. I mean, basically, basically. <laughs> Uh, I, since we're, uh, since it's mentioned, I will go ahead and throw this out there. It's literally the very last thing I had on, on our weekly wrap up because this is just a topic that's just like anything notable is coming out. It's going at the bottom of our list at all times, but Microsoft apparently did offer Sony to a uh, deal to bring uh, call of duty to PlayStation plus to level the playing oh, field. You. Uh, it's apparently a, also part of a broader 10 year deal. So, I mean, Microsoft's trying to play nice here. They're trying to make it work, man. Like, hey, look, like we got this ten-year deal with Nintendo. We offered it to Valve. Is we seeing all this thing from Microsoft? Like, hey, we're trying to do it, and Sony being so all brash. But all in my mind, all I can see is this is like a back alley thing. It's like yeah. on one front we see Microsoft all smiles, like, hey, here we do, and behind their back they got like a nuke pointed <laughs> yeah, at Sony's yeah. headquarters, right? <laughs> Right, and that's that's that that's what uh, probably Sony believes too <laughs> is why it's been just a massive holdup. I I'm ready for this to be done, but man, it's gonna be a wild, <laughs> especially with FTC getting involved. It's gonna be a freaking wild on this. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, any other thoughts on Game Awards? You know, we like I said had a had a had a week to set on it, so I didn't know if anyone else had any other thoughts they wanted to kind of follow up on any of the games or anything. Uh, like I said, you know, my main thing was kind of, you know, Armored Core was pretty interesting for me and the details that came out as well as Crime Boss. That was interesting, you know, to hear it, to hear that. Very disappointing, but interesting nonetheless. Uh, but yeah, what about what about you, Zach? Did you have any thoughts after a week of setting on stuff? I mean, I still think one of my bigger ones is still Remnant from the Ashes 2, just because Remnant yeah. from the Ashes 1 was a very fun game. Um, very unique game at least when the time it came out and i never didn't think it was going to get a second one so the fact it is is absolutely amazing mm. yeah I, didn't, is. I really didn't expect that news because it's it's been a while since that game came out too yeah it's been like a year or two 
Oh, it's been it's been longer than that. Has it been longer than that? Yeah, I think. I, when did the I, game originally I, come out? I know it's maybe it's last DLC came out a year or two ago. More or less, it was a single player or up to three people a, in a group traveled a 20, around. Twenty nineteen game. Damn, I didn't realize it was that long. Okay. Damn, okay. Fun game though. I'll, after saying that, I want to try and set up a group to do another run. I I played very little of it. Uh, me and me and a couple friends jumped into it. We played it. We we did the thing we do a lot of times where we download a new game, play it for like four or five hours or something, and then after that session, we just don't go back to it. But I mean, the game was enjoyable. Uh, difficult but enjoyable. Like, I think that's or... what I liked about it. It was a very interesting roguelit RPG yeah, with a it was... fairly decent difficulty that scales well. Yeah, because it was it was one where like as we were playing it, it it did have that kind of like as you as you play it more, you you get more used to how the game works. But yeah, it was it was an interesting game, but I I never actually went back and played it again. Uh, I will say one for me uh, that I'm going to keep my eye on because there wasn't a lot of information here. Obviously, it was just a quick one minute trailer is I'm going to follow up on that Transformers game. Reactivate. You know, yeah, because we all we got was a cinematic trailer. Yeah. Online action game. I'm, the main reason I want to follow up on this because, man, you know, for the people that did not play it, I'm telling you up front, you missed out on a hell of a fun time with the 360 air online Transformers games. Those games were so fun online. <laughs> Like War for Cybertron, Fall for Cybertron, and stuff. Those games yeah. were fun as shit. Uh, so that the, you know, the Transformers game is one that I'm gonna 100% follow up on and just kind of keep an eye on and see what kind of comes out of it. It's the one that I'm definitely interested in at, at this time. Uh, and then still, I said it earlier. I'm gonna say it again. I am so pumped uh, for Fire Emblem Engage, especially some of the previews that's coming out of the game right now uh, from people that's gotten their hands on it and played like the first five chapters and stuff. And just the praise that's be, that's coming out of that game right now, I am I am immensely excited for Fire Emblem Engage. Uh, just counting down now, just counting down for that uh, for that release. Thirty four days, thirty four days. Very excited, very excited. Uh, any last thoughts on Game Awards stuff? If not, we'll go ahead and hop over. Um, let you boys talk about High on Life, the little bit that you played. Obviously, not much, but just kind of general thoughts on it. Uh. Yeah, I think I'm good to jump on to High on Life. Uh, I didn't play a ton of this game. I, I mean, hell, when the trailer for this game came out, you I, were like, "Fuck like, this!" I, I was. It pissed me off watching the trailer. That's, that's surprising why that you even picked it up because yeah, yeah you had that very hard reaction. Yeah, to you, your it. reaction was immediately, "Fuck that game." The problem is, and the reason that I played it, fucking Game Pass. Game Pass got me again. <laughs> Game yes. Pass struck again. <laughs> Game Pass got me again. Hey, you uh, know what you can currently get if your Xbox Gold part member is you can download a Dragon Ball Z. I forget what it's already called. It's the one where you hide and you beat up oh, the villains. Breakers. Breakers, yeah. But, uh, but unfortunately yeah. flopped. Yeah, so I, I, I hopped on High on Life. I probably only <clears> played it for like two hours or something maybe less than that i did like enough time first. to confirm that you hate it yeah it's like i got i got <laughs> through to where like you you get the first two weapons and you do the first like boss fight of yeah. the game uh 
it seemed at least in my opinion i don't i guess i don't understand what the draw to this game is if it's just the humor and the writing of it because yeah it was kind of enjoyable like a little enjoyable at first like the first time you encounter like the the weapons and see their initial personalities that was interesting a little bit but the combat itself is very lackluster it feels very low impact i don't know if you feel the same zach i mean but... i can agree to that because i put it on max difficulty and i was sort of just like eh. yeah because like the when you actually encounter enemies it's like it feels it almost feels like you can't do anything wrong but that's also the beginning of the game it, it may ramp up from there but I mean the basic the basic uh premise of the game is aliens come to earth and they want to harvest humans to turn them into drugs. And... Yeah, no, straight up uh, within the first thing you hear some explosion, you step outside, a ship appears, Jabba the Hutt's cousin rolls up, old guy tries to yell at him. He's like, "What are you doing here?" Just looks at him, swallows the guy. Yabba <laughs> Says some crap you can't understand, and they begin to go harvesting people. Like, okay, cool. Yeah, and then, and then, uh, through a series of uh, chance encounters, we uh, the main character starts becoming a bounty hunter. Oh, uh, one thing I wanted to point out that I noted is your character is like a high school teenager. By the way, <laughs> of course it is, because it starts off with you playing some. Uh, Doom clone as the tutorial mission and you get stopped and interrupted by your sister who's setting up a house party because your parents have gone away on vacation and they're going to be gone for like a week or two. And that's yeah, how it sets it up. Yeah, oh, I don't know. Overall, I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily impressed with this game at all. I knew going into it, I wasn't, it, it wasn't going to be my style game, but I was like, I'll it's on Game Pass. I'll give it a shot. See, maybe it'll surprise me. It it didn't surprise me. After after a couple hours, I was I was like ready to hop off of it, and not not ready to jump back in. But I don't know if you got any further than I did, Zach. I mean, not really. Uh, that's about where I got to. Uh, just some other points. I mean. The story seems like it could be interesting, but it very much is. I feel like just because they were pushing, I can't even think of his name because I don't know what it is. So I don't watch it. But the Rick and Morty writer, yeah, is the one who did it. His and the other couple games he's done, like uh, something saves the universe. I forget what it's called, but it was originally a VR game. Um. But but Trover saves the universe. Yeah, Trover saves the universe. That game. Um, all his games have that same style. It's pretty much like the Rick and Morty show. So for anyone who likes that style, they'll probably enjoy the story and dialogue and all that stuff because it is very um, that style and very upfront. Mm -hmm. um, even in like the game's description, it says it's a satire. So it's very in your face about it. Yes, yeah, so like, like a Rick and Morty or like any adult seriously. cartoon. Yeah, like any adult cartoon, like a Family Guy, American Dad, Rick, all of them. It's very yeah. in your face. So, I mean, going into it, don't take anything serious. If you're wanting like a real game experience, I, I shouldn't say it that way. If you're expecting like an actual like 
hard inline story and stuff, don't expect that. <laughs> this series, this it's very upfront. Aliens have come to Earth to take people as drugs. You're with the gun you've acquired, like what they're called, like Gatlings or something like that. Yeah, something something along those lines. Um, he's gonna help you to save Earth. Basically, sentient weapons. Yeah. Is 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 the what you run around with? You run around with uh, like guns that talk to you. Yes. Which for if that doesn't sound like your thing, you can change it to where they only talk for story purposes. But uh, I mean, it very much is just a satire of things like that because it's like a hard. It is very hard satire of like cyberpunk because it very much has that cyberpunk thing. Because like, instead of having Johnny Silverhand, you meet this washed-up bounty hunter alien who starts just giving you his bounty hunter stuff. Because he makes a deal. He's like, "I'll teach you how to be a bounty hunter, but if you die, I get your house, kid," and just fully expects you to die on your first job. Um, sort of how unlocking boosts and stuff for your bounty hunter suit and gatlings and whatnot, it's all behind a, in a pawn shop, so you have to purchase everything from simple things that you'd expect in game to already have, like sliding to increase magazine size, the bonus to their uh, secondary fire on the gatlings, things like that. The game even jokes when in the tutorial it's like, all right, now hit A and A again in midair to do a double jump. You go to do it and you just fall, he's like, Oh, I guess they didn't implement the double jump because someone was too busy trying to create this level. Okay, so just go ahead and crouch. Which the crouch button is really weird. It's down on the D-pad. Um, yeah, so it does a satire that way. I mean, more or less, if you like Rick and Morty show stuff, you'd probably like this game. You'd probably get you a just kick want... out of it at least. Yeah, if you just want something to mess with to turn your brain off, by all... By all means, it's not a very long game, from my understanding. You could probably beat it in like a six, seven hour sit down if you just yeah. dedicated time to it without yeah. any problem. And if you're if you're just there for like that style of humor to see it play out in a game format, they have the they have a difficulty setting for just basically playing through it for yeah. that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because there's even like a moment when you have to go down the first boss, Gorg Nine. You have to go down slums, and it ha does a satire on the whole uh, choosing a side choice in a lot of RPG games, where you have two sentient things, each with a door. One's red, one's blue. And when you walk up to him, it's like, "Hey, let me ask you a question." And it's literally just them asking, "Which one of you think us is hotter?" And depending on which one you choose, they'll open your door, but the other one will forever close their door to you, but it doesn't matter, because you have the other one to get past, so it's very nonsensical and no meaning or reason behind it, besides just saying you like one color better than the other. Oh, let me ask you, Zach. So you did the first boss fight with, uh, whatever not, like, whoever was nine, right? Yeah, Gorg nine. Which... Gorg nine. Did you do the immediate second boss fight? What was that? What, cut down Gork 5? Well, cut down in a sense. Oh, did you shoot her ass? Oh, you can kill her. Oh, I figured <laughs> you could. I did it, but... You can, you can immediately kill her in the game. It it has a line in there. It's like, well, I guess we I guess we finished our second boss fight now. 
because she's just tied up. Yeah, she's just there. hanging there. So yeah, it's like I, I shot her a few times and a health bar appeared and I just stabbed her to death. Did you get anything from it? No. It felt good, so though. So you're just being a murder hobo? I was just curious if I could do it. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Um, yeah, so I mean, there there was one thing that I thought was slightly funny just because it was a dumb reference that I don't feel like anyone's really going to catch. Is the whole thing with the Gorg 9 thing is like they're a group of insects that make clones of themselves. So Gorg is the original person and then their numbers what clone they are. They're more or less having a civil war and killing each other for the slums. And when you go and fight Gorg 9, she has Gorg 5 tied up. And they, and their dialogue, they make a stupid uh, 7, 8, 9 joke, if you know what that joke is. The whole, why is 7 afraid yeah, of 9? Yeah. They make that, they turn that in dialogue as a dumb joke. And I went, did we really just do that? So it's just small things like that. I, I know on Metacritic, the game was reviewed very bad on PC. It originally started off in the 70s, and now it's declined to a 67. Meanwhile, the Xbox version got a, is now setting at a 61. So that is bad. I mean, it is very much yeah. a niche game. Right. For people who are like that time of satire and whatnot, they'll probably enjoy this. For most other people, yeah, no. Right. Maybe those first two hours is about it. The best thing out of it was I can now watch uh, Tammy and the T-Rex whenever I want. Because <laughs> I don't know if you noticed this, John, but whenever you go back after the Gorg 9 thing, and before going to the next bounty, dude will turn on the TV and it starts playing a movie from the, ni- from the 90s. It's a full 90-length film. You can just hang out there and watch. I did not notice that. I think I turned it off, like, right before that. Uh, Last thing for me, I will say there was one moment that I did appreciate when you get back to the house and you've got that, like Zach said, the washed-up bounty hunter who's kind of, like, giving you stuff and that. Because in the mission, during the bounty, you collect a knife. And the knife just wants you to kill the guy. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I didn't do it because I was messing with something, but yeah. when you get back to the house, the knife sees him, and the guy's like, oh, shit. Uh, You can hold on to that. And and then the knife just says out, he's like, hey, hey, stick me in him. Stick me in him. (laughs) And then then it's like you can walk up to him. There's the option to stab him. So I stabbed him. (laughs) So what happened? He He got real pissed. He just he started yelling at me, and the knife the the knife started yelling about do it again. <laughs> but I, I I did appreciate the fact that like that dialogue is there for it to do it, and that it does actually let you do it. Because a lot of times like little dialogue or something will happen to do something in a game, and then you you stand there and you're like, okay, well let me do it, and then they're like, no, you don't actually get to do that. I don't know those little tidbits like that makes me want to play the game now. <laughs> I mean, you can go for it. It's not. Let's be real. If there's anyone here that would enjoy this game, it would be me. Let's be real. I would be the one to fucking enjoy this game because I'm fucking stupid or something. I don't know. I mean, again, it has a story mode, so it makes it very simple. So you can just breeze through it probably in less than six hours. Right. Uh, also, uh, Frosty's Gaming and More says, hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome to the stream. Appreciate you for stopping by. Oh, welcome. 
Uh, also, speaking of Metacritic stuff, uh, forgot about um, Crisis Core came out. Uh, those reviews are looking pretty solid. Right. I yep. need to pick up Crisis Core. Yeah. Yep. It, it's, get, it's setting at like 85 on consoles and like, you know, main consoles, I would say. Uh, yeah, and it's on, doing good. And then on Switch, it's like 76. And I'm like, oh, here we go again with Switch performance issues. Switch is rough. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like PC oh, yeah. and everything is Alex. like good reviews. So I forgot to mention. So the thing I looked up earlier when we were talking about the Game Awards and whatnot was... So, as I sent you that wonderful picture, I picked up Def Jam Fight for New York, an old 2004 game on the PS2. Oh, yeah. One of the main characters in there, D-Mob, he's actually voiced by Christopher Judd. Really? Yes. That's fantastic. That, cat, that cast is ridiculous. <laughs> because <laughs> cause it's, it's a fighting game, but it was it's just a bunch of rappers. So, anyone who was in association with Def Jam Records back in 2004 is part of this game. Right. That's fantastic. So like, cause like I go around, I you fight Danny Trejo, Fat Joe, Snoop Dogg's the villain. Your boss is Christopher Judge as Demob. <laughs> like it's just a wild cast, and just like, why is this a thing? <laughs> someone, someone got high in a room and thought it was a phenomenal idea. I mean, it's still it yeah, turned it out it's a very it fun game. Yeah, it worked exactly. All right, well, I'm not gonna lie. Game Pass might get me too, and I might try on laugh now. <laughs> Just those little tidbits. I'm telling you guys, if there's anyone that's going to enjoy this right. game, unfortunately, it's going to be me. So we'll, I might well, give it a shot. Might I'm going to go back to Midnight Suns. So That's fair. That's fair. I need to get back to Midnight Suns. I, I really do. But, man, I'm telling you, dude, God of War is the only thing on my fucking brain right now. Like, man, I'm watching, cli I'm watching clips again on YouTube all the time. I've watched multiple interviews, like podcasts with Eric Williams of him talking about the game, all the like little attention to detail stuff. Brady just picked up the game. So he and I have been texting every day based on his progress. He's like, this is where I got, this is what happened. Fuck this guy. Fuck that guy. That was cool. I cried here. And it's just like every day he, I'm like, man, I, I got, I, I want to play. I want to get on my second playthrough. <laughs> I mean, I just I I find it funny how you were like I'll get to it when I get to it, but once you've got to it, yep, yeah, once you get to it, man, it's a fucking ride. Man, uh, I, I did you watch the beginning of last week's episode when I was talking about it? Uh, I don't know if I caught it because I okay. Well, I came in at a weird point. I, I he was dying, so I called the game a masterpiece. I called it a masterpiece, and John, it is no shit in my top five favorite games ever for me. Like I it, told you, I, it, it made I it in told, there. Hey, I told you when I gave my review of it, I, I said this game is a masterpiece yep. in my opinion. It is a masterpiece. I 100% agree. Like right now, my top five favorite games of all time still go Mass Effect three. If but if I can cheat, Legendary Edition, Red Dead Redemption two. Still Twilight Princess, still Marvel Spider-Man, and now God of War Ragnarok. That is my top five favorite games of all time, for me personally. Fantastic game. Love it, and I want to play it again. Anyway, moving on. Uh, for Spoken Demo, I didn't play long of it. I didn't play, I didn't play it for a little while. I didn't play it for long. I don't know how long it goes in terms of platform. Hey, how much content is actually in it? I, I want to say I saw someone say they played like seven hours. Um, I, I could be okay. wrong on that number. Uh, at least a few hours at the very least. I only played for probably like eh, maybe like an hour, hour and a half. Just kind of dicking off more than anything. I, that's pretty much what I did was I dicked off. I, I'm so not going to what, What's even actually in the demo? Is it just a free roam or is there actually some actual little bit of story? A little bit of stuff to do, but a majority of it is like... It, it almost feels like um, a lot... How, this is how a lot of people 
are kind of taken aback from this, from what I've seen online. And like the, it, it tells you up front that this will not reflect on the final product. It feels almost like a tech demo in a way. It really does because it's, it, it feels like it's just giving you the chance to like, Hey, just play the game. Just see what it feels like. You know what I mean? Like that's the vibe that I got out of it. It's like mostly this kind Sonic of frontiers too. Basically. <laughs> no. Uh, so the gameplay is obviously the biggest thing that's drawn like me and John in and, and really the biggest thing that a lot of people has been interested in because a lot of people have been pretty anti the general idea of the story and character because they people just think it's like super cringy dialogue, you know, like that's been a constant talking point for the game with anything that's come out. People need to get over that. I agree a hundred percent. The gameplay has been the draw factor and that's what this demo really wanted to show you was the gameplay. And I'm not going to say I was impressed, but I'm not going to say I was disappointed. I'm just kind of right in the middle of, because there's a lot going on. Uh, there is a lot happening. There's a lot. There's a couple of things that feel kind of weird, like going between like your parkour stuff to you know doing another action. Uh, it, there is aspects about it that feel kind of strange, but not like it doesn't. I, I don't have a true negative opinion on this game. Like I've seen a lot of people on Twitter where like I saw one guy who's like an avid hardcore PlayStation fan, and he's like, "This is a game that I was looking to get day one. Now this is going to be a sale game for me after the demo." Like there's a lot of people that's. Like, I'll wait for a sale. I'll wait for a sale. I'm not buying day one, et cetera. A lot of people, that's their perspective after this demo, which is unfortunate. That's the general conception because, like, like this game was already in a negative light with every trailer that came out, so the demo was going to hopefully give it some positivity. But I've also seen, like, the few niche people that's like, I love the demo. I thought the demo, I thought the gameplay was fun. I thought it was engaging, a lot to do, a lot of different ways to do stuff, which that's that's always a fun aspect to games is there's so many different ways to handle something. Like, let's say in just combat, for example, that's one obviously draw for, like, Ragnarok is that there's just so many different things that you can do at one time, swapping between all the different you know weapons that Kratos has and the different, like, runic attack. There's so many different things that you can do, and it just makes it really fun and engaging. And that's kind of how I felt with this, that there is so much that you can do between like powers that's directly tied to you, powers that's just directly tied to your your bracelet thing, because the bracelet thing, as we've seen in trailers, it kind of has a mind of its own. So you're kind of going back between the two, swapping between the two different uh, wheels of different abilities and powers and stuff. But there are some aspects about it that just feel a little weird, feel a little off. But I mean, I don't think that's going to ruin the game necessarily because the last time that I said this about a game where the gameplay had a lot going on, it felt a little off, was Guardians of the Galaxy. And that I just got over. You know what I mean? You get used to it. You know, you just play it for a little bit. You get used to it. The Guardians of the Galaxy had a lot of different things going on, swapping between everyone. And as you get more with Star-Lord, like you get more and more things to go through on your controller. It felt like a lot at times, but once you get used to it, it's fine. It's not a big deal. You don't even notice it. It sounds like I would like Forspoken because... I don't think I, at least Guardians, that just works for me. I don't know if it's just because I do a lot of strategy, but the entire system was just worked fine for me. I was like, okay, this is simple enough. Yeah, and that's it's kind of the vibe that I got because like it's the same thing as you're swapping between stuff. Like the world around you kind of slows down where you can go swap to this, swap to that, swap to that, do this, do this, do that, do that, do this. So like it felt a little weird in some aspects. Like I said, most notably the parkour part for me, and that's one of the biggest draws of the game is the parkour. And like it felt a little weird. It felt a little weird, but again, 
they they stressed up front that this is not the final product. Like they stressed that up front. So I think the final product is going to be a lot better. And I, it's still something I'm buying day one. It's still something I'm excited to play. Um, you know, and John, if you end up playing the demo, I'll be looking forward to hearing I, your thoughts. Yeah, on I'm, I'm I'm going to play the demo. I just I didn't bother downloading it. Right. Been recovering for the last week from being sick, so it, it's one of those where I knew. I'm not going to be able to play this game, but I, I'm still very much looking forward to playing this demo. Yeah. But, I mean, it, for anybody surprised with how much is going on in that game, I don't, if they've watched any of the videos that they've had come out showing gameplay in that, oh, I, don't know how, I don't know how you can be surprised with how much is going on based on everything they've shown swapping between and kind of like what you're saying, jumping around, getting into combat. And that it's It's something that seemed obvious to me from the outside looking in. And that's one of the things I've been excited about is how much there is to choose from to do yeah. for everything. And obviously we can only safely assume there's going to be so much more to unlock, obviously. And even the little bit they let you use, the little bit that, that you had, you could really choose how you wanted to play. Whether if you wanted to get like far back, kind of dancing around the sky a little bit doing some range attacks or you can use one of your abilities throw up a giant fire force you know field around you and someone just like all right bitch let's go toe to toe and just duke it out with them you know they can't get out you can't get out and you're just fucking with them you know like there's a lot of different ways to play and that that was that was that was a draw to me uh you know in terms of it feeling weird it's just really like one kind of getting you know used to that and two the parkour part does feel a little off, um, but not in a really bad way. Um, like I said, still excited for the game. I, I feel like after everything I've seen on Twitter, I feel like this is going to be a, a, one of those like cult following games. I really do. And, and you know, it could shock us. I, my, that could change. The general reception could change for this game, but I feel like it's going to be a cult following Twitter, and I feel like we will be in that cult. <laughs> It, I mean, it, it's one of those where it's like when they throw you into a demo and just kind of give you access to a bunch of stuff. It it could just be that people are feeling a little overwhelmed with it, whereas during natural gameplay progression, it's probably going to be very, like, brought everything kind of given to you in a way where it slowly builds up so you don't even hardly notice how much is actually going on by the time you're used to it. It's like, I could see that very much being the case. Right. I can yeah. agree to that. Yeah, yeah. looking forward to hearing your thoughts whenever you end up playing the demo. Uh, whenever yeah, you do, I'll, shoot I'll me a text. I'll probably play it sometime this week. Yeah, shoot me a text when you do. I'm curious of your thoughts. Um, so, last thing I had here on the talking points before we get to weekly wrap-up is, John, you were playing uh, Dark and Darker. Okay. I, I, okay. you I that might earlier. get to it some point this week because the Dark and Darker playtest goes through Friday. Okay, all right. Well, well what's going on with Dark and Darker? It's only on a playtest right now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's on playtest right now. They they did a playtest a few months or yeah, a couple months ago. Uh, but yeah, I've spent all day today playing a game called Dark and Darker, which uh, it's it's an extraction type game. So if you think along the lines of Tarkov, like Escape from Tarkov, but instead of like guns and being around like towns and fields and things like that the maps they have uh you're in a dungeon and it's axes swords bows and things of that nature uh and then there's a couple spell casting classes uh and uh for the play test they have 
two different maps right now. They have uh, like a 15 or 16 player <laughs> map and then a 20 player map. And you can go in with squads of up to three people. And the objective is to go in, fight the monsters that are in there. There's like archers, skeletons, all kinds of uh, like several different types of enemies in there. Uh, and it's fight your way through that loot. And if you encounter other players, kill them or die. Uh, and as the game goes on, it kind of mixes in with the battle royale aspect because there's an there's an ever closing zone as the game progresses. So the final circle gets there in about uh, twelve to fifteen minutes. So each round is gonna be like fifteen minutes. Uh, and then as you as you get closer to the center and the time starts counting down, uh, these little pedestals will spawn. Uh, red and blue. Red, if you interact with it, it'll send you, it'll and you go through it, it'll open up a portal that sends you to the next layer of the dungeon, and then you wait for the time to count down to enter that level, and then you try to progress deeper and deeper. Or you interact with the blue pedestal, and a portal opens up, and then you can safely extract with anything that you, you've looted. Big question, John. Cause you say so is there a bottom floor to the dungeon uh i don't know how many floors there are because right in the <laughs> in the uh demo that's going on right now uh we actually start on floor two gotcha so we're not on floor one we're on floor two and you can go down floors but it's i don't know how feasible it is because i haven't gone down but a buddy of mine that was in my in my party, he went down because he couldn't find a blue portal. Uh, so he went down a floor and was like, "I guess I'll hopefully find one down here, or I'll die along the way." And it it looked more at the deeper floors get more and more difficult. Because I almost wonder because you said that you, if you find another group, you either kill them or they kill you. Could as a lobby just all form a giant raid group to see how far they could go down? Uh. Probably not necessarily, because does it have uh, a forced fight mechanic? It's not. It's not even necessarily that. It's, uh, it is. There is friendly fire damage on everything, and okay. most attacks cleave, as well. But at least right now, the time you get into the like the pre lobby, it fills up so fast that you're in there, and then. It, since it's only like 15 to 20 players, it fills up and then it immediately starts a five second countdown. And then you're just in. And you, you spawn at different points across the dungeon. So most of the time, if you see someone over there, you just charge in to fight them. Or it's like you try to catch them unawares. Okay. And I don't, I don't know if there's actually voice chat in the game. That's just a thought I have, because if I ever touch on this, it might be something to try and put together. Because I would be curious, how deep does the dungeon go? Uh, yeah. I don't know how feasible it is to go very deep right now, because some of the some of the rooms when you get in there with all of the, like, skeletons, and there's some, there's some even more dangerous enemies in there uh, that are, at least for us, have been very hard to kill, but we've managed to kill them a few times. Uh, but yeah, it's... 
Uh, there's also there's different classes to choose from. So it's kind of the typical D&D classes. Barbarian, fighter, rogue, ranger, cleric, and uh, wizard or sorcerer or whatever they're calling it. And each one plays differently. Like, they all have different weapon proficiencies. The spellcasting classes have, like, a certain number of spells that you can customize how they work in that. Uh, so it, it is... Picking a different character or like a different class very much does change up your playstyle. So it is it's interesting in that aspect. But yeah, we've yet to have we've yet to have a run where all three of us make it out. So far the best we've had is two of us made it out. And uh and that one I died because I I was been playing the Ranger, so I can open doors and interact with things faster than they can. So I was, we were being chased by some dangerous enemies at the last circle, all almost dead. So I was just running in a circle, opening all the doors, trying to find escape portals, and basically giving them a path to live. <laughs> and, I, and I didn't find enough portals to get us all out. But yeah, it's it's been it's been a lot of fun. Normally, I don't like these type of games, or like I'll jump into them and try to play them. This one's just fun because it's the right amount of jank for it to be oh. fun because the it, it it i mean to be fair it's got a little bit of jank to it because it's <laughs> uh which makes it a lot of fun yeah i'm looking yeah, at it, stuff for the game right now it actually looks pretty entertaining yeah it's it's a lot of fun because like you go into it there's there's uh when you when you go to some of these rooms there'll be like chests that you can loot and barrels and boxes that you can break to get loot and that mm -hmm. and a lot of the a lot of getting money in the game is looting like bracelets, jewelry, like golden plates and stuff like that. And then selling, if you make it out, selling it to the traders uh, in the same <laughs> system that you would for like Tarkov. And then you get money and can buy stuff from the, the vendors and that. Uh, the man, I was on an unlucky streak earlier because I think three chests in a row I went to open them up and they're fucking mimics. Oof. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's an it's a very entertaining game. If if you if you've thought about trying out the extraction game type, uh, if you've seen like Tarkov and that, but you don't really want to deal with the gunplay and that, this is a very fun alternative because it's also shorter, and unlike Tarkov and some of these other games, each class when you make a character of them. They all have a starting set of gear. So you have like, you have a chest armor and pants and a weapon, uh, and then like a couple other little things that will always be on that character regardless of if you die. So if you die in a run, you're never completely naked. You never lose everything. You always at least have enough gear to go back for another run. That is definitely nice for extraction games like that. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, and they're, this is, I don't know, I think this is the second of the betas that I've played in. Uh, I think the game releases next year. Yeah, Q4 and, is what I just saw. Yeah, and they, every time they end one, they, they always go back and work on it. And even now they're working on it. The game, the game went into its uh, early access on Friday and, or yeah, yesterday the 16th and they've already done two they did their second hot fix 
of the weekend uh just earlier today nice. so like they're they're as they change things they're look they're looking at feedback from the community and then trying to implement the changes to make the game what a, a, a nice point of what they want versus what the community is asking for so they're they're doing a decent job of changing things as people are requesting them that's so good. I'm, that's I'm nice very support. much looking forward to seeing what what we get in the final product because this this uh, is a week long early access so this will end on the uh i think it's the 23rd i don't remember what time but yeah this one is a seven day <clears throat> early access nice. so it, so it runs from the 16th to the 23rd and is it just immediate access if you request access i got access the second i requested it okay so for anyone who's listening to this episode as of december 17th go on steam look up dark and darker if you're interested yeah you can request access at least like i said from when i i requested it previously one of my buddies that i'm playing with he requested it like i think he requested it yesterday because that's when it started and we were telling him we were gonna play it and uh yeah he he got in, into it and yep it's instant i just did it yeah oh, there it's yeah. like it's basically just if you request it you're in and like i said the the lobbies fill up almost instantaneously because one it's a low player count like like i said the normal map is like 15 or 16 people and then the the uh i don't remember what they're calling it but the 20-player map is the one that updates the global leaderboards, and they've changed the way some of that works. So the, the leaderboards only update like your kills and that if you successfully extract. Because last time they last time it was just people would go in fight till they died, or like they would run in get a bunch of basically get a bunch of gear up from a living, and then they'd go in and try to just slaughter the whole lobby. Damn. Because the leaderboards would update regardless of if you lived or not but now they only update if you live so the the kill the kills on the leaderboards are a lot lower than they were last time doesn't seem like a psychopath leaderboard anymore <laughs> no because i th- i think last time we played it was like at the end of the play test but there were people with like two thousand kills on there a day and now it's like I mean, the game's been open for two days, basically, or a little over a day at this point. And I, earlier, the leaderboard for kills was like 59. Because, it, like I said, it only updates odd extraction now. So, <laughs> But yeah, the, the game is a lot of fun. It, I, I would recommend anybody that's interested in these extraction-type games at least give it a shot, because this is probably the least... <clears throat> least uh hardcore version of it since you like i said you always have that starting gear for your character you you can always at least go for another run whereas some of these other games you run out of gear and you just kind of got to go in and hope, for the, hope best. for the best yeah 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 i've got i've got the game on my wish list now i'm gonna go check out uh more on it later yeah yeah i'll definitely be playing some more of it this weekend and then Forspoken demo. Yeah, Forspoken demo is definitely on. <laughs> yeah, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. Uh, so I think we're probably pretty good to get the weekly wrap up. What do you boys think? 
Yeah, yeah cool. I got nothing else. I haven't messed with anything else this week. All right, but let's hit the weekly wrap up and get out of here. Uh, like like I said earlier, we will be on a break next week for the holidays. Take a break for uh, Christmas and Thanksgiving every year. So no, nothing new out of the ordinary there. So the first thing um, is we got the confirmed release ske- uh, window for Marvel Spider-Man 2 for fall 2023. Uh, not really shocking there on the release window. Very excited to see more on this game. Um, I knew there was going to be something involved in the game this week. There was a lot of like little chatter from the social team and stuff, kind of like little teases here and there, you know, because we knew we were getting that across the Spider-Verse trailer, which shout out uh, Insomniac Spider-Man was in that trailer, Um, as well as PS1 Spider-Man. I thought that was hilarious. Did you guys see that? I did. Yeah. I I don't know if I finish the trailer okay when you go back and watch the trailer there's the point where you have all the spider-man like running and, and chasing miles if you pay attention you see the ps1 spider-man running with them <laughs> so shout out to that that was funny but yeah marvel spider-man 2 confirmed for fall 2023 immensely excited for this title um next thing we have up another title i'm very excited for starfield got a cu- couple new little details i always like to shout these out because i'm just i'm, I'm like i said i'm very very excited for this game uh quest that will take you back to uh to mars and back to earth kind of just back and forth between that for general quest random encounters are now whole town settlements on any planet joining a faction won't lock you out of others so that's kind of cool there player decisions affect whether some main characters live and die which you know i'm all about that I'm all about that one. So just some little details there, just more. They're, they're just trickling out more and more. And uh, before I forget this, because it wasn't on our script, but it has come out since I made the script, is that there's a lot, a lot, a lot of heavy rumors that we're set to get an Xbox showcase very early in 2023, like January, sort of early. Oh, cool. Which that would make sense. Let's be real. They had no major releases in 2022. You, We know they're gearing up for a big 2023. So, you know, we're uh, expecting to hear information on a lot of stuff um so yeah a, a showcase potentially in january that'd be pretty sick i'm looking forward to that potentially um get information on like redfall starfield uh like forza motorsport would probably be there i doubt anything fable would be there as much as we me and you all of us would love that but i don't think that'll be there but um looking forward to a potential xbox showcase and also before i forget because it wasn't on the script but i want to shout this out especially for john here is that uh, confirmed February 11th, we have Digimon Con 2023, which expects some announcements there probably. So all the, the all the, that article you sent me a while ago, John. Right, we, we, we know there's multiple yeah, Digimon multiples. games in work. Yep. Didn't something come out about a Digimon game this week? Uh, it's the one coming over to Switch. Like, was it, yeah. new, is it next? next uh, yeah. Next Digimon order or whatever? Next order. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, Digimon Con, February 11th. We're going to have to mark that date and see what comes out of it. Uh, Also, Roy was revealed for Fire Emblem Engage, to no surprise there. So that means all 12 rings that have been mentioned in the trailer and stuff has now been revealed with Roy, Marth, Cicely, uh, Sigrid, uh, Leaf, Lynn, Erica, Byleth, Ike, uh, Micaiah, Lucina, and Corin. Pretty nice little list there. And then, of course, we saw at the Game Awards, uh, there's like what? I think there's four waves of DLC uh, no confirmation if they're all going to have characters, but I think it's four waves of DLC. Wave one will have the three house characters, uh, the three main characters there, all in one ring, though, to my understanding. They're one ring, all three characters. 
Uh, and then there was another character. I forgot who. Um, so either way, very excited for Engage. Like I said, all the early previews that's been coming out, like IGN's put out some stuff. Some other uh, outlets have put out information on getting access on the game. And from what they've played, they've, they've in their opinion, they've played the complete game. Like it's not like it's in the works. Like it, obviously, as we already knew, the game's been done for a while. Um, and just glowing, glowing reviews on the game. Uh, the new mechanic, great reviews on it. So I'm, I'm so pumped for this title. Uh, we did get a lot of uh, Horizon news out of nowhere. Like, I mean, out of nowhere. Like, Gorilla and, uh, you know, uh, PlayStation and everything was just like, boom, here's some, like, random information for you that you need to know. It was very out of, out of left field, in my opinion. But uh, Horizon series confirmed to be expanding with multiple titles. We've already seen rumors about this quite a bit. Uh, obviously, new solo adventures with, Al, you know, with Aloy. You know, there is obviously would be a third Horizon on the way. Uh, off uh, online game featuring a new cast of characters. That's the one that we've seen quite a bit uh, rumored here recently as an MMO, and then uh, a new external project and from the online game. It's been it's been heavily rumored to be like a co-op Monster Hunter style game, which we we've chatted about that before in the weekly wrap up. So all that's you know kind of coming out to light right now. Uh, we did get the best mobile game of the year roadmap for Marvel Snap here. Uh, obviously, stuff we already knew coming soon versus friends, name chains, artist credits, uh, Russian and Vietnamese language support, infinity split mod details and development, PC, widescreen UI, smart decks, unranked mode, and new competitive modes. And then in concept, guilds, social systems there. That's actually pretty cool there. Infinity rank leaderboard, collectible emotes and card emojis, a mythic variants, booster magnets, uh, avatars, and titles by deck. That's actually pretty sweet. Uh, PC controller support, season cash improvements, and in-game events so still very much loving marvel snap even though i have been on a losing streak these past few days i couldn't buy a win Rob. at this point oh my god and it's like i'm losing like in the dumbest little ways where it's like it's not even special like your deck's not that special just you, you some dumb shit happened and it worked so i have been, had a very hard time these past few days but Dude, i've had a great week i stopped doing all my experimental decks and just went to my two uh, Windex, which is a zero deck and a hella deck. Now, one deck that I've been watching be played is I've been rocking with an Agatha deck just for fun. Like, it's gotten to the point where oh, I'm just dangerous. like, yeah, where I, I was just like losing and losing. I'm like, let's just make an Agatha deck. Let's just see what happens. Let's just go sit back and watch the chaos. And she's actually won me a lot of games, like, you know, a few days ago. I mean, the, the Agatha decks turn out good a lot of times it's just very confusing it. on the receiving end because agatha plays cards of weird spots yep. like what the fuck is happening you what's funny is i you know that happened where it's just like she's playing some fuck like why there why there what are you doing and i'm watching my opponent i'm like why do you do that why do you do that we both play, and then he had an agatha deck too <laughs> last turn <laughs> both agatha's on the field and i'm just like spider-man point he spider-man points i was like all right yeah this game makes so much sense now this game was pure chaos i love it uh vampire survivors first dlc legacy of moonspell is out now uh, i did download Ooh. that for mobile i'm gonna give that a shot here soon since it did come Great out to game. mobile yeah i know you were pretty pumped about, about that one i like i said before i'll be was... honest when john first told us about this game i did not expect anything from it <laughs> I, I mean that's some of the that's some of the best game you can get for like two dollars on PC. And now free, free on, on your phone now. Yep. Yep. Uh, Amazon Games is set to publish the next Tomb Raider game. So shout out to that, I guess. How do we feel about that? Yeah. Amazon. They're publishing. Amazon doesn't so. have the best 
They don't have the best track record right now. Not really. No. I mean, they 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 don't, but they're just publishing it. So I don't think it'll be th that bad. I mean, we saw how Lost Ark has turned out. Is Lost Ark Amazon? Yeah, they they're publishing yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, okay. As long as Amazon's not making games, I feel like it could be fine. I mean, the game is being made by Crystal Dynamics. So, I mean, like, I, I'm not really worried about the game too much, but, I mean, I feel like it being published by Amazon could work out. I don't know. We'll see. Good marketing, probably. You know, Amazon will probably put the dollars behind it. So, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Super Nintendo World is set to open on February 17th in Hollywood. That's pretty, that's pretty exciting. I'm looking forward to seeing, like, all the videos coming out of that and everything. Uh, because I'm also just really excited for the one to open up in Florida. It's going to be a lot bigger. There's a lot. Of, I've been watching videos on it, on the construction and everything, the progress on it, and uh, I, I'm very excited for it. Uh, for everyone listening that may not know, I love vacation down to Orlando, and I'm super pumped up for the uh, Super Nintendo world there with all the, the stuff that's currently in the works right now. Uh, Sonic Frontiers has sold over 2.5 million units. That's pretty cool. That that's that's legit. I love to see that. That, that that's actually on pace to be the highest selling 3D platform in Sonic now. Uh, so that's well, actually pretty it's cool. Not a second 06, so that's a win. That's true. It's not a Sonic 06. And you know the the, the big th the big thing about this game that everyone just needs to remember, like while this game, like some people may view it as like, eh, it's a, it's just okay or whatever. Like it's interesting. It's what you got to keep in mind. Like they have said that this is the groundwork. For everything to go from here like this new formula like this is the base so really it's like as long as they don't fuck it up it's all going up from here like every other game for the next 10 years is going to be like open zone and continue to evolve on what they did in frontiers um so very excited for the future of sonic and sonic prime just launched on netflix as well i need to sit down and actually get around to watching that i'm very excited to check out that show speaking of show god of war series by prime is uh is coming john how do you feel about that I'm I'm concerned. <laughs> You're concerned, I have, really. I have concerns. But hey, Corey Bollog's executive producer. So shout out. I know that's the that's like the saving grace. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm still worried. I don't I I don't know. It's it's one of those like everything God of War has been so good in in the past five years that I don't I don't want to I don't want to. A, a show they're making to be the thing that is good. Yeah. I don't want that to be the thing that you look at and it and and kind of puts the name down. Right. Well, uh, apparently the series is going to start with 2018 God of War and have flashbacks to previous titles. John, do you think that's the right move with the popularity of 2018 and Ragnarok, or do you? Oh do man, you that'll take be that fucking as a... cool. Okay, okay. Because like I was kind of curious on the diehard God of War fan. Because for me, I hear that and I'm like, that's cool. That works for me because well, those are the, the two that is, I played. <laughs> the thing is that you would have you would almost have to do that or do some original story thing because with what we have. In, from 2018 and now with Ragnarok, you can't go back to original angry, you can't. I'm gonna just kill everything, Kratos. Right. You can flash back to that in story to see like we did in these games to see like, oh, this is this is where he's come from. It makes for a much more interesting and compelling character at least from a drama aspect too if you consider it yeah, because yeah, true. for some people, well, a lot of people watching are going to be God of War fans, but you, you know there's going to be a handful that has nothing about God of War other than it's a game. Just seeing Kratos and be like, wow, he was that angry all the time? Right. Yeah, yeah. the flashback scene, depending on which scene they kind of go with too, if they go with more of just like... Him climbing the 
freaking mountain. Yeah, levels. yeah. If it's like him kind of climbing through or him going through some of these like less violent sections and not necessarily like just the brutal killings that he did. Heading of Ares. <laughs> yeah, it's like it'll be it'll be interesting to see where they kind of pick and choose and what aspects of of his previous life they kind of go from because they may just pick the route where they go and talk about how he killed the gods and show that or show the betrayal of it or or things like that. Or they could go back and show like the dealings that he had with Ares and that and what happened with his previous family right. and kind of take that route with it to make it more <clears throat> of a and kind of hit you more emotionally than just with the the brutal killings. Mm-hmm. Now, here, yeah, here, it'll be, it'll be interesting. I mean, I'll 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 watch it. Now, here's the question. It's been a question everyone on the planet ha- has had. Do you cast Christopher Judge as Kratos or do you get someone else? I mean, I would cast Christopher Judge as Kratos. You know, you know they're not. You know they're not, but you know, I would but 100% I, do it. I, I mean, mean I, I would. He, I would. I mean, that's the thing. This in in this day and age, Christopher Judge is Kratos. Right. I did Many see. Years. I did see. Also, after all the announcements came out, uh, Sonny, you know, who obviously portrays Atreus, quote tweeted this. He's like, "I swear, if I don't get cast as Atreus," and then he immediately quote tweeted after that. He's like, "But wait, does it, am I too old now for it? <laughs> 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 Since it would be 2018 is where they'd be starting." But I mean, that's uh, look. I would love to see Christopher Judge and Sonny be uh, Kratos and Atreus in this show. That'd be awesome. I'm here I mean, for that. Hell. Think think of how much less effort that would be too, because they they did all of the acting for it already because they were they were okay like they had all the equipment yep. on them they were mo capped in for it they've already done the acting for it yep ah oh, it, it'll it'll be interesting to see what actually comes out of it I, I would a hundred percent cast them I I would love to see it but we know it's not happening because let's be real. If the production for this began in March of 2022, if Christopher Judge was cast as Kratos, I feel like that would have been announced when all this was announced. I don't feel like you would withhold that information since he's been Kratos, you know? The fact that they're withholding that information of who is Kratos tells me that, one, they just haven't decided, or two, they do have an actual, like, you know, whatever star actor in mind uh, that's already casted, which is disappointing, but, you know, it, it is what it is. I would love to see Chris. Re- I mean, Chris Rejuz is a bit, you know, he's a big man. He could ride. He, could, he, he, he could, yeah, he's, he, he could be, uh, he could be great. I was like, let's go. Did you say Batista? I did. He's too busy being he, Marcus I, Phoenix. <laughs> well, I, I think, was it, I don't know. There was, a, there was one of the, one of those guys that was petitioning for it. I don't remember if it was Batista. I mean, I know Dave Batista's already Marcus, but he could also be Kratos. There was someone actually, yeah, you're right. Someone was really pushing to be Kratos in a show. I don't remember who it was though. I remember seeing something about that. But I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what will come out of it. I don't know. We'll 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 see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Uh, that was the last thing I had on the wrap up since I already hit the uh, Microsoft thing earlier. Um, so I guess I guess that's it for the show for this week. Like I said, next week we will be on a break for Christmas. So Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Hopefully you have a a wonderful holiday with your family, friends, and video games and everything of the sorts. Uh, boys, any last thoughts on anything we've chat about here today? Or should I go ahead and hit the music? Uh, character creation has come a long way. That's true. It has. You can just get big flopping penises in Saints Row. Well, this is more of a thing of uh, 
because I sent you that awful. Oh yeah, you did. From, from Def Jam. Yeah, you did. That's right. I forgot about that. Forgot about that. That's true. I made a character in that game, John, because you make your own character for the story mode, and I just send it to Alex like, "This is the man who will take over New York," and it's just a very crappily done character creation. Yeah, character creation has come a long way. Yeah, John, what about you? Any last thoughts on anything? Not particularly. Okay. All right. I'm going to hit the music. Uh, boys, last thoughts. We're going to get out of here. All right. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. It does help. If you're watching this on YouTube and you're not already subscribed, you can hit subscribe on us and you can know whenever we do anything live, since all our shows are live nowadays. And then you can also go head up to GameStatic YouTube and hit subscribe there. So you can, in case you do miss a live show, you can always find the VODs of it there. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. I do everything he said and more, and if you made it to the end uh, of the episode, then thank you very much, and uh, like Alex said, we'll be on a break next week, but uh, come back and see us the week after. We'll uh, we'll have something to talk about, at least. And that's something that we're going to be chatting about, of course, is the GameStatic Top 10 Games of the Year. Uh, looking forward to creating that list with the boys. I'm sure that call will be pure chaos. Uh, so look forward to that. It's going to be an annual thing that we're going to be doing going forward. I figure it'll be fun. We, we, we've, we actually play a pretty decent amount of games every year. So I feel like we can get a pretty nice list going. Because we did actually have a pretty good amount of titles come out this year. Uh, some when I started making my list, it's like, oh, yeah, that came out. Oh, yeah, that, that was great. That was good. So looking forward to looking back on that. As well as the look back video that I'm coming out here soon of everything that we've accomplished here at Sparky 3. Keep an eye out for that. And it's also going to be looking ahead for what's coming out in 2023 for the brand, which is a lot of exciting stuff. Uh, I think with all that said, uh, until next time, guys, I think once again, happy holidays. Uh, see you next time. Bye.